0: want to buy a home? There's lots of them for sale. One that you might be interested in is near 610 and I-10 intersection. It's only $17.8 million. And it has, I think I read, 16,000 something square feet, eight bedrooms, 13 bathrooms, some of them only half bathrooms though. It sits on a, what I could tell from the pictures, seemed to be basically a a state park, except they put a mansion in the middle of it. About a four and a half acre lot filled with woods, little creek, waterfall, nice rocks to sit on as the water's trickling over them, outdoor patio, fireplace, all kinds of amenities outside, as well as inside, And it can be yours for $17.8 million. million. That's all. I think the payment's probably somewhere around $200,000 a year. I don't even know what. I would like you to think, though, that you have the proverbial rich uncle who has actually bought that house for your family. And he has invited anyone in the family to live there with him in his mansion. There's just one catch. You can take occupancy in the courtyard immediately that four and a half acre spot around the mansion but you can't actually get access to live in the mansion until your bedroom is ready and he's working on it and he'll let you know when it's ready but for now you've got to stay outside in the courtyard would you take him up on it? it's inconvenient in the courtyard you gotta deal with heat gotta deal with cold, rain, hail it's not always pleasant. You've got to sleep in a tent. Yet you know for sure, there's the mansion. One day, I'm getting inside. And judging by some of the smiles on your faces and nods, I think you know where I'm going with this today. Jesus has given us the heavenly mansion to live in for eternity. He called us a part of his own family through baptism. Through the word, he has created faith in our hearts that trusts him. That he has forgiven us and given us eternal life. All by himself. All by his finished work. It's ready and finished. Just a little more time until we get to go home. So life in the courtyard is a symbol in my picture of life right now for you. A believer in Christ, in faith, knowing you're going into the heavenly mansion one day, but... Not yet. And then, of course, when we do go to heaven, that's the trip into the mansion. If you weren't a believer in Jesus, you'd be out there on the outside of the courtyard, living for money and power and getting more and more frustrated, even with your victories, because it's all hollow, leaves you with this helpless feeling. So the question before us today from the sermon verses is, what will heaven be like What will life be like when we get into that mansion for good? And then also, what is life like now, in the courtyard, as we are eyeing up the mansion, but not there quite yet? Isaiah is going to help us answer both of those questions with some details to both. And these are the sermon verses we get to explore together today from his book, chapter 65. First of all, verse 17, God says, See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. The Hebrew word translated create here is the exact same word used in Genesis chapter 1. There's, there's two different Hebrew words meaning create or Make. And one of them is something only God can do. The other one would be something that would be used to describe a sculptor creating something, or an artist creating something, or a builder creating something. But this create is something only God can do. Like he created the heavens and the earth in the beginning. And now he says, I'm going to create new heavens and a new earth. And in that mansion, the former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. In the mansion, you will not remember what made you frustrated, furious, what made you heartbroken and disappointed. You also won't remember what made you jump up for joy, like me when Jordan hit his home run last night. Because in the mansion, it's so much better than even that moment of joy and surprise. The former things will not be remembered. Everything on this earth is just for a time. Everything in the courtyard, temporary, good and bad. What else about the mansion? Verse 18, be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people The sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. Now to unpack that verse correctly, you need to know that the term Jerusalem is a term used to describe you, a believer, in the courtyard. God says two commands, be glad, rejoice forever, not suggestions, commands. Because of what He will create in a way only He can do. Here's a summary of that verse. God will create new heavens and new earth. God will also create faith in your heart to believe in Christ. To make you a joy. And then He says, I will delight in you. So God is in heaven rejoicing in you right now. Because He has created faith in your heart that you're going to go to the new heavens and the new earth he has created. Wow. That is a great fact about life in the mansion as well as what is going on while we're in the courtyard waiting to take occupancy. Never again will there be an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach 100 will be considered cursed. There's no death in the mansion. There's no tears in the mansion. I forgot to mention that from verse 19 right before this. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. There's no more weeping like the trickle of water that you just cry into your pillow at night because of something that you regret. There's no crying, the loud, frustrating wail no more in the mansion no weeping no crying no death you know how in our world today when someone reaches their 100th birthday pretty much everybody even if that was a stranger you didn't know they reach well in heaven the perspective is different the person who reaches their 100th birthday but that's about it is considered a child someone who is cursed someone who didn't make it and we have to be careful and let all of scripture talk here this doesn't mean that in the mansion there's anyone who's considered cursed or anything like that there's no death this is just God's way of trying to take our small earthbound minds and describe to us incredible things about heaven that we otherwise could never fathom you think it's something when someone lives to a hundred on earth boy oh boy that is nothing compared to life in the mansion it's totally different and better What is life like in the courtyard as we are dealing with some inconveniences, dealing with heat and cold and rain and hail, sleeping in a tent, not a nice king-sized bed, but the mansion's right there, and I'm in the courtyard. I'm not outside there to fend for myself in the cold, cruel world that's so frustrating and disappointing at every turn. Whether good things or bad things happen, it's all just a big, painful, dead end. What's life like in the courtyard now? As we stare at the mansion where we know we are going, in Christ. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them, or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. What's life like in the courtyard? I think a summary of those verses is you're satisfied. You build something, And you get to enjoy living there. You plant something and you get to enjoy the fruit of it. You get to enjoy the fruit of your labor to the nth degree, as long as it lasts, till you go to the mansion. And it's so different than what usually happens in the world where everything you build or everything you plant eventually is meaningless. What was the point of that? Make a billion dollars, spend it for a bit, eventually die without God... What was the point of that? And then someone else gets your billion dollars to spend and they didn't even work for it. They just inherited it. Life outside of the courtyard is frustrating. Life inside the courtyard is satisfying. Your work is not in vain. It's never a waste of time to work for the Lord, to give money, to give time, to give energy, to give prayer. It's never... In vain! That is something not to be taken for granted. Verse 24 and 25 also describe something special about life in the courtyard. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Do you have one of those really good friends in your life who can finish your sentences? and you can finish their sentences sometimes if you're having a close heart-to-heart talk, God describes that's how He answers our prayers. Before we even call on Him in prayer, He will answer because He knows what we're thinking and He's that tight with us. While they are still speaking, He will hear, leaping into action, riding across the heavens to help and save. Our relationship with God while in the courtyard staring at the mansion is close-knit, tight, special. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like an ox. Dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. That verse is a little unique, I guess. It can mean both life in the courtyard as well as in the mansion, in the sense of it's like Eden. Peace abounds. And even though in the courtyard we still have problems and inconveniences and difficulties and scary things that come up, we also have an answer. We have the cross of Christ and his empty tomb to always apply to whatever happens. And so two people who are disagreeing can drop at the cross together and resolve it. Two people who are afraid of what's next can drop, off the, drop at the cross together and trust. Even if it was a wolf and a lamb who otherwise would never get along and never have a play date, they can drop at the cross together and coexist peacefully. There's no harm or destruction that lasts long term. When you're in the courtyard, life in the courtyard is fantastic as we stare at that mansion to help us say, Soon, but not yet. So a big question I hope you're starting to think about is, Why don't I do that more? What prevents me from staring at the mansion, from thinking about eternal life with Jesus, from from dreaming about what that's going to be, where there's no sin there's no temptation there's no guilt there's no disappointment there's no hollow feeling there's there's no shortcoming of any kind why don't we think about that while we're dealing with the inconveniences and difficulties of life on earth in the courtyard instead of thinking about what life is like on the outside of the courtyard how does Satan tempt you to think that somehow trying to create a heaven on earth out there in the world, losing track of who God is, losing track of what Jesus has done for you, that that would end up better? I don't know, but he does. He gets us to think that the mansion, ma, who cares? Jesus, eh, so what? What really is going to help me is more money to spend it, to save it. What really is going to help me is a career path that takes off, and that's what I've got to set my heart on. What really is going to help me is that I'm in the spotlight wherever I go, and everybody knows how incredible I am. That's going to make me feel good and satisfied. But it doesn't. In the end, whatever you use to cope with inconveniences in life, with difficulties that arise that isn't Jesus Christ and His truth, in the end, you're going to say, that's a lie. I thought it would help, but it doesn't. It only makes me feel even more hollow, even more lonely, even more wishing for something that lasts. So don't go outside the courtyard to find your peace. Don't go out in the world and expect to find a heaven on earth now or ever. Instead, stay in the courtyard, stare at the mansion. Think about how Jesus created faith in you, in your soul, that was rock hard and dead like mine was, in sin, and everybody's was, but Jesus created faith in it that lives and breathes, and enjoys His promises. Jesus says, I have washed away your sin for eternity, and the faith He gave you says, thank you. Jesus says, I'm preparing a room for you in the mansion. You're going in there with me one day. And the faith He created in us says, I can't wait. What a Savior we have to give us faith that trusts Him boldly both now and all of our days until that day comes when He takes us home. So when the time comes to think about your budget, spending money, saving money, and so on, don't stare out at the outside world, outside of the courtyard. Stare at the mansion and calm down and then use your money wisely in a way that honors God. When the time comes to deal with inconveniences in life, which if you don't have about 10 of them right now, you're probably going to soon, because that's how life is. Don't stare at something out there that's going to help you cope. Stare at the mansion. And know that it's just for a time, and you have an answer to anything and everything that comes up. When you have someone who is speaking difficult words to you, Say they're accusing you of something, and it's not your fault. Say they're gossiping about you behind your back, or they are always seem to approach you with a hidden agenda of some kind. You can't quite put your finger on why. Don't cope with stuff out there. Cope with God's Word, which always points you to the mansion, because that is where you find peace. And then, not only will you have peace for yourself, You'll also be equipped to help them have the peace they desperately need if they're acting like that. The goal of life is to enter the mansion and help everyone else that we can cross paths with to do the same. Not that 17.8 million dollar one. That's just a pile of sticks and bricks. It's going to get termites and burn down. You know which one I'm talking about. When you're dealing with life in the courtyard, stare at the mansion where Jesus tells you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back, take you to be with me. So you also may be where I am. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.